Folks, welcome back to the iHealth channel, iHealth Radio. This is the Age Factor with your host, Hurricane Age. New day, new show. Uh, an awesome topic uh, that we need to uh, really take uh, a little bit of uh, time and a moment to discuss. And my guest today is going to help us go through it and with some solutions that she has perfected uh, to help people deal with this. And this is a topic of PTSD, trauma, uh, and it's it's going to get deeper than that. But my guest today is Anissa uh, Hudak, and she is a Reiki master. She is a yoga therapist, and she has a, uh, a an unbelievable story, and that's all I'm going to leave it at. And uh, so, Anissa, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me on. It's a pleasure. I know we've been uh, waiting for this moment <laughs> for a minute, but we're here and I know we're going to deliver something unique to our audiences because uh, I've covered a lot of topics on PTSD and different angles, but not the angle that, that we're going to talk about today, specifically your story. And uh, and also, you know, we'll get into the, the yoga and uh, as a therapy method to tackle some of the, the, some of the PTSD uh, and trauma that people may um, I guess, have in their lives. And uh, sadly, a lot of people do get uh, traumatized somehow. And there is that aftermath of trauma that, that that lingers a lot. And some people can handle it, some people can't. Uh, sometimes people take drastic measures and even take their lives, unfortunately. And the more we do educate people on how to potentially navigate you know, this, first of all, we'd like them to avoid hopefully any trauma if we can. And if prevention is, is everything preventative, it was always good, but but things happen, life is crazy, and there's a lot of bad things that can happen to anyone, anytime. So, so uh, Anissa, let's talk about your story and what got you into what you do today. Well, I am, unfortunately, um, I know trauma really well, like pretty intimately. Um, I am the daughter of a Vietnam vet, uh, we didn't know at the time. However, my dad struggled with PTSD um, all of his life, you know, from the war. Um, I am also a two-time rape survivor. Uh, my husband also was active duty military, and he did three deployments over in the sandbox, um, Afghanistan and Iraq. And so... I know PTSD. I know trauma, unfortunately. Um, you know, I my, my life is kind of like a really bad Hallmark movie, except my dog didn't die. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and you have to be able to laugh about it at some point because, you know, the humor helps. I, I do admire that. I mean, uh, you know, just just the, the the brief introduction right now. People are probably watching and listening. Like, what the hell is going on? I mean, you just listed uh, almost every single bad scenario that people can can entertain or at least think of. Right? You got war. Trauma is is definitely something that comes with war, regardless who. Now, you as as a child of of a veteran, uh, that's one. Because if your parents are have PTSD or any type of trauma, there's a reflection on on how they they behave. And so that's one. Then you've married into military, therefore you had to endure that part of it. And three tours is no fun. Definitely not, you know, when it when we're talking Afghanistan and or uh, you know, Iraq, those are like some hot spots that uh, people were literally um I mean, there's a lot of suffering, you know, from that, from those experiences. 
And then uh, you just added a little bit to, to the fire there when you stated that, that you are two times uh, rape. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, I don't even know what to say to that one. I mean, it's, uh, uh rape is, that's, that's another, uh, crazy element of life that, that shouldn't happen. And, but it does happen. And, uh, uh, sadly, and people watching and listening, you have to listen in today because we're going to get some real advice, uh, maybe signs, things to, to look for and, or places to avoid people to avoid, whatever the case may be. And, or if that ever happens, whatever it is. We need to make sure that we we know what to do and who to seek help with and uh, what measures we take to prevent any further issues or specifically dealing with the trauma that comes comes with some uh, tragedies such as those things that you just mentioned. So, so Anissa, let let's talk about so so the story. The first thing is about your father. Um, I mean, first of all, Vietnam was a brutal war, and uh, people have seen atrocities there. And so, if someone came back from there there's definitely going to be some level of trauma and and depending what that level is you know it's going to be um in your face so you as a child what were some of the things that you've experienced um you know uh, from your dad you know i didn't understand um some of the things that he did uh some of the things that he said you know growing growing up in my house um vietnam was like a dirty word uh, we could curse all we wanted. However, the Vietnam was not a word we were allowed to utter, and we knew not to go there. We were not allowed to ask any questions. Um, it, it was just, and if we did, watching him physically, how it physically even affected him, um, not even, obviously we didn't know emotionally, um, but just his physical presence, there was such a change in it, we knew that that was something we were not to go into. And, um, you know, I feel really terrible. Um, my dad in probably the last 10 years finally got some real help. And what a change. Uh, I was so blown away by the change it has made just in the last 10 years. And I mean, we're talking about a man who's now 80. And, you know, this happened when he was so very young and he carried this with him for all of these years. Um, he actually sat down one day and told me what happened, what really caused the PTSD. And I was blown away because that was something we never discussed. And for him to feel that he could sit down and open up and talk about it, I felt very honored. Um you know, now I understood. I understood a whole lot more, not only as a clinician, but also as his daughter, um, that little girl who saw what I saw growing up, um, and also as a human being. So it was uh, it was really cathartic. Um, I'm really happy that he is continuing to get help. And, um, you know... Hopefully, one day he'll have peace. Well, we hope so, and 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 for everyone that's 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 suffered some level of PTSD. I mean, we want and hope that they all uh, find peace, uh, hopefully sooner or later. But but it is it is an interesting fact that you said that he's taken all these years. I mean, Vietnam was way back then, and 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 you know, recently you said only ten years ago, or last decade, he you know, you've seen some gradual improvement 
but but you know that whole period of time i mean when you hold something inside i mean it's gotta burn it's gonna have a direct impact on everybody around you so what are some of the things that you've noticed from him and you know uh as as someone that's immediately been affected with this um you know like i i've noticed with my clients it's all pretty much the same um you know sleep disturbances nightmares um lack of mood management uh he angered really quickly um and a lot of my clients do um you know maybe making not some of the best decisions a lot of impulsivity impulsive oh boy i can't say that word being very impulsive Woo! impulsive that's it <laughs> yeah couldn't get that out impulse driven that's it <laughs> there we go thank you um so you know not unlike a lot of my clients um and when i started seeing it in my clients i was like hey i know this pattern i know what's happening here i've seen this before and so um yeah those are some of the things that i i noticed well i mean just a curious question as a child i mean you've was there any um aggression towards you or your family at the time or no no, so, absolutely yeah. not. Thankfully, um, absolutely not. He he never physically abused us or anything like that. Um, verbally, yes. Um, however, you know he he took the brunt of it. He really did. And all of those men and women who came back from that time, you know, they were doing such horrible things they saw saw and experienced such horrible things there and then they came home unfortunately to a country that didn't welcome them back i didn't say thank you and that just added such another layer to it and it's disgusting and um however they all have said we're never going to let that happen again and they have tried to do everything possible to um connect with the new veterans to make sure that they know that they their service is appreciated and that they're not alone and i think that that's amazing that such a group of people said you know yeah it was quite frankly shitty but we're not going to let this happen again and they welcomed this new group of veterans in with just open arms on this i mean uh the Vietnam War was a controversial war, and so therefore it, it was just uh, a lot of hype about it. And uh, as you said, it, it was not the welcome that you would you you would get from a uh, hero welcome, as we say, you know, from when we come back from a war or from any uh, type of, I guess, victory. In this case, it was just a chaotic one. And uh, you're right, you know, people died, people saw atrocities there, and then you know they just suffered and they came and. Uh, that was it and uh i mean i i've actually met you know a few veterans myself that are from that particular war and i've I, even interviewed uh i think i believe someone that 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 did go through that stage and uh in, it is it is a, a a tough one i'm and you're right it's uh very difficult because um there we've had more veterans for since then and a lot of wars since then i mean I, uh, personally, I'm not a big fan of war, period, and out. I mean, I, I don't think there's anything good that comes with war. Um, and uh, sadly, I mean, 
I mean, I, I get you know to defend yourself is one thing, but but war in general, it's uh, you know like that song. Was it good for? <laughs> Absolutely nothing. You know that was a song that that came out yeah. I think, at that same time. <laughs> so so just just uh, sadly that that's uh, I, I think that's probably one of the one of the things that kind of not make made the veterans feel good about you know uh, how they did and why they went there. And and again, there's politics, there's all stuff with with the war that comes along. But unfortunately, people suffer. Uh, one way or the other, you suffer uh, if you are in in a particular time frame. I mean, we don't even go to war, and we see stuff sometimes and hear about it, and we get traumatized and get you know, we feel that. So imagine if you're really there. Now, now, so so the good news is he was not. You know, I mean, obviously, I get it. You know, you get very easily agitated. You can raise your voice. You can get a little bit abrupt, and so uh, there's nothing you can do to that. And that's actually the lowest you know spectrum of of anger, right? So so luckily that was good. Now now you. <laughs> did go on and married someone who was also military and that was a choice so again i'm not even gonna go there i mean what 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 got you to it but i guess love is 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 what it is right it happens right <laughs> and you did uh but but was your husband also subjected to any ptsd throughout his tours or or he was fine i mean i know some people went on tours but they didn't see a lot of action but some others really some some again they saw the bad stuff and got involved into some crazy things and therefore they do have those nightmares and the same reaction that you mentioned first anything you want to shed a light on that um well love is blind and dumb um <laughs> you know, you're listening uh, to that folks right so be careful out there <laughs> yeah um i have no idea what my parents were thinking letting me at 23 get married i i have no idea um but there i was and of course we were not in war at that time and so it was just kind of playing military until 9 11 happened and i was seven months pregnant and i'm sitting there wondering oh my god is my husband leaving me for i don't know where to go i don't know where for i don't know how long is he going to meet his child i mean all of a sudden we weren't playing military anymore now, I knew that he and the troops were really incredibly well trained. Um, and so I was, I, I felt comfortable and confident that, you know, he and his men would be okay. He would make sure of that. Um, however, there's still this, oh my gosh, this is, this is real now. All of a sudden it became very real. And um, actually what happened was he had, at 9-11, he had actually put himself into a position where he was away from troops for six years. And so at the end of the six-year mark, we were still in Iraq and Afghanistan. And, um, you know, he's like, I got to get in the war. Like, I got to get, or else my career is going to be done if it isn't already. And so he actually um, made a, a deal with the devil to be inserted um somewhere and i can't say where um doing things that i can't tell you what That's right. um <laughs> even though it was so many years ago i still can't really talk about it um and you know yeah he he was gone for three years out of five um as when he came back the first time Within 24 hours, we knew he was leaving again within 12 months. And that 
kept going. So he was, he was gone a year, back a year, gone a year, back a year, gone another year, and then finally returned. So within five years, he was gone three. And when you have that kind of a rotation, you never fully unpack. Because you know you're leaving again. You know, you never fully integrate back into society, back into your home, um, because you, you've got one foot still left there. And that took a toll. Um, and yes, and I would say a little less of him came back every time. And so, yeah, we, we had to deal with some things that uh, were not pretty. We still deal with things that are not pretty. Well, I, I think one of the luckiest pieces is that your work helps people. <laughs> so therefore, you're able to potentially mitigate some of that. And so, I mean, I, again, I know maybe a client is one thing. Your husband could be something <laughs> totally different. But uh, but but so so what advice would you tell people right now that are listening, watching? Um, I mean, either spouses or even people that are enlisted right now, enlisted in, in, in some sort of uh, armed forces right now. Because, I mean, the world is is we're at edge right now everything is you know on edge right so we don't know what's going to happen you know in the next few months or days because everything is a little bit of uh you know question mark right now but but what would you tell people right now uh if you were to to give advice on this matter you know these men and women go to far off distant places to war and they want to keep it there they want to keep it off of our shores and i understand that However, if they don't address their PTSD, they bring that war into their homes unknowingly. And that's what a lot of people don't realize. Um, as much as these men and women want to protect their family and their loved ones, if they don't address their PTSD, they bring that war zone right home into their home. And so if you're sitting there and, you know, you, you're dealing with PTSD, even if you don't know it, but you know something's not quite right, go get help. Your career is not going to suffer. Your military career, it's, it's not going to suffer. They would much rather you be stronger by addressing this than being the weak link. If you don't address it, you are weak, frankly, because you're too afraid. If you think going to war is bad, dealing with your PTSD is probably worse. And that's what they think. Frankly, once they get over it and, and they deal with it, because you never get over it. But once they get over that hump and they have more of a, um, a manageable aspect of it, um, it, it's life is so much better. Life is enjoyable. You know, folks who are dealing with PTSD generally aren't enjoying their life. It doesn't have to be like that. And, you know, saddling up to go to war is one thing, but saddling up to deal with your own demons, that's a whole other war. Those are the strong ones. Thank you. And he said, well, I mean, there are a lot of services. There are a lot of, you know, resources available. 
I believe. And I know I've met a lot of people that uh, participate in different programs and so on and so forth, or they're doing things to support, you know, the uh, the veterans that come back and hopefully. But as you said, there's a couple of things. Some people don't know they have PTSD or at least they ignore it or they 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 almost um, are in denial that they have such a thing because, you know, um, it is difficult to accept that I am sometimes wrong with me, right? I mean, that's just all of us as humans. It's no one wants to admit that, you know, there's something wrong here. We just want like, I, it's all the world, but eventually it gets to a point where, you know, it's just too overwhelming. You mentioned some of the key elements, you know, lack of sleep, nightmares. I mean, uh, the closest that everybody can actually relate to this, you watch movies, they do depict that well enough, you know, where people cannot sleep, they see faces and, and they get, you know, night sweats and all the stuff. But I mean, it's depiction, it's movie drama, but but it gets you at least the, the idea of what it is, but no one can really know what it is unless you've gone through it yourself. Uh, so it's a tough, tough, tough thing to even uh, oh, sw- to swallow. And it, it does take a toll on on the family members because they're the ones that are first hands, you know, facing this particular dilemma of this particular person. Because a person leaves, another person comes back, literally, because I, 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 I don't think, I mean, it's the same person, but they have something different about them. You mentioned something about demons. <laughs> I guess there's an added value there that actually changes some of the, the parameters when, when they're back. And it's not easy uh, to deal with it. And, and again, uh, people have to be open to to seek and help, as you said, and, and, and doing what's necessary to remove that. Uh, and again, I think all the therapy in the world, you know, is great, but, but, you know, it is a difficult process and it requires a lot of willingness, you know, and will from these people to actually get, better uh so so now that we've talked about that and you know i think we've spent enough time on that now let's talk about your case i mean you you said it well in the beginning like i i i have been surrounded with ptsd all my life but then you added another one i mean you yourself experienced some events uh the tragic events that actually could uh you know and I'm, I'm, i'm assuming there was some level of that as well with you when you've gone through this process right of of rape which is uh, I mean, it's tragic. Uh, so would you care? You know, I know there's there's some things you can tell us, some things you can't tell tell us, but uh, just tell us a little bit about what you can and uh, how did you deal with it yourself? And then we'll, we'll transit into the therapy part and you becoming the master of, 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 of yoga therapy here and Reiki, you know, stuff. Let's talk about that. Well, um, you know, the first time was... Um, I was 18. It was date rape. I was dating a guy and um, things were going great. And then in the middle of us being intimate, it was not so great. And I said, no. And I said, you're hurting me. At which point he proceeded to continue. And he actually got off on the fact that he was hurting me. And, you know, there are people who enjoy that. And as long as it is mutually consensual and there are safety words and protocols in place, there is nothing wrong with that. However, that was not the situation. And I was left thinking, okay, what just happened here? And it's funny because now I run a a free Facebook group for women who our survivors. And one of the the questions that I get asked a lot is, I don't know if I've been raped or not. 
And usually when I when somebody asks me that, I'm already kind of thinking in my head, uh, the answer is yes, but go ahead and tell me <laughs> what happened. Um, it's funny how a lot of women walk away from situations saying, what just happened here? I know it wasn't right. I know I don't feel great. But is it really rape? Um, and I can you know, say that you know, if at any point it goes from being consensual and safe and loving or enjoyable to something that is not, it, yes, that is rape. Well, I think you defined it in the fact that if it's not mutual, it's not agreed upon, and, and you say no, stop, whatever, that's the end of it. Anything beyond that becomes actually forceful, and therefore that's by definition rape. And uh, uh, so, but you, but I think that goes back to what I said is the denial fact, right? You don't want to accept that it happened, and uh, it's, it's that part of it. And, uh, you know, to be honest with you, I mean, I have a, my personal opinion about those people that that do these these actions i mean for me they should have the extreme sentences <laughs> you know uh you know if the law permits it i mean they have to suffer the highest level of punishment so they don't do it and listen be learned but i mean sadly there's a system and sometimes these people don't get away with it too so um but it, it is it is out there it is happening it happens every day and uh, there are victims on a regular basis and um you know people have to be just aware and avoid hopefully any of this stuff and i mean uh, there is there's a lot of discussion i mean if you talk to someone that's religious there's a whole level of of scrutiny that comes along with that but but when you have you know i mean today's society it's not as as religious as uh it had been historically so therefore there's that open relationship early on and therefore these things do happen and by the way they happen not only at you know a young age it can happen anytime and uh and i'm sure the groups that you've you've created you know you see women at all ages that you know where this is happening and again it should not be happening you know there's no such thing as forceful stuff and if it is to your point it's not you know right and uh it needs to be addressed uh so so what are some of the things that you uh well first you've you've gone through that how did you i guess deal with it i mean as as, as a young girl i mean it's i mean you, you had to speak to someone about it now uh, or maybe you didn't and that's another part if people don't speak about it that's where it stays inside and it drives them nuts and obviously i'm sure there's going to be some level of craziness that comes with that in terms of how you and talking about nightmares talking about all these things can be you know some of the I guess, ramifications of the aftermath so how did you deal with it well i i went to my mom and i said you know i've had this experience and i really think i need to talk to somebody and she did not believe me. She said, what did you do? Uh, huh? Um, she said, but, you know, I don't believe you. However, if you really feel like you need to go talk to somebody, um, you know, let's, we'll, we'll get you set up. And I did. And I did talk to someone. Now, in hindsight, I think and this is something that you actually spoke of earlier, I don't think she could wrap her brain around that. I thought it, it was so heinous. She couldn't believe that that had happened. And so it was easier to cast doubt than to accept it and be supportive. Um, you know, and 
Um, actually, my mom passed away earlier this year. And that was one of the things that I actually came to peace with. I didn't realize that it had that had bothered me, that the lack of support. And yet when I really sat down and thought about it as a mother, that must have been so horrific to hear. She probably couldn't wrap her brain around it. Now, she did help me get help and, and seek someone to talk to. So I think in her own way, she was trying to be supportive. However, um, and so to, to other survivors out there, you know, those in your life might not support you the way you need them to, or you want them to, or you even expect them to. And it could be that it's just so awful they can't wrap their brains around it. And um, now there are people who just aren't that way and just don't aren't supportive. And, you know, I get that too. Um, however, to get back to your question, yes, I spoke with someone. And, you know, the great thing about talk therapy is that you hear yourself say it. And so it, it really kind of gets into, the, you know, your conscious mind is is going through it. And, you know, um, but that's all that happens. You're left into like the state of awareness. And, you know, it's also in the body. You know, trauma is trapped in the body as well. And I didn't know any of this at that time. In fact, this was barely even spoken about. And so I just went on living my life. You know, yes, I, I got confirmation. Yes, this did happen. Yes, this is what it was. Okay. And now you move on. And over the years, there were things that I did that I didn't realize were because of my PTSD. And it, and it really crawled into the nooks and crannies of my life. And, you know, um, if I go out at night, I make sure that I, I park under a light you know, I check my back seat before I get into my vehicle. I always, as I'm walking to my car, I'm always looking underneath to make sure nobody's under my car. Um, or I go out with someone so I'm not alone. Um, there were movies I can't, couldn't watch. A rape scene? I, I couldn't watch that. That ne Never. Um, there were just things that I just realized it was because of the PTSD. I was living my life within these parameters and the PTSD was guiding it. Anissa, first thing, condolences for your mom. Uh, you yeah. know, uh, yeah. So uh, that and, 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 but, but I love what you said that you, you've made peace with, with the idea because, but again, I mean, I, I, I hear you and I, I can see her. I mean, you're, I'm assuming you're a mother. Oh, is that is that fact? Mm -hmm. Do you have kids? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. so 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 you, so you you as a mother you 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 feel it. It's different. You know about your kids. I'm a father, so I know that if my kids come to me with something, I mean, I'm gonna react to it. But you're right. It is no one is planning to hear that kind of news, right? And 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 so everybody reacts differently. And uh, someone can go crazy. Someone can just like, oh, there's not, no, I don't believe you. Someone can say like, well, let's, let's go take care of business. It could be all kinds of things. Right. Uh, but, but I mean, she was almost in shock and, uh, it is sometimes, uh, you know, factual that people may not 
get their head around, you know, the fact that that's my child that's been, you know, uh, a victim of this, you know, crime. And and it's not something you want to just like accept. And subconsciously, you might just decline that idea, period. Mm-hmm. And in your case, you did uh, eventually get to the point that it happened. So you realized that it was, but there was no, I guess, aftermath. There was no reaction to it. It was just that it ended there, but it didn't end there because in your mind, now it's a fear factor and it stayed with you. And every single element that's going to be of, of close enough to any danger situation, you know, such as uh, being alone, whatever, where you can get overwhelmed, then, then you basically in this, this trauma, you know, mode, and that's a problem. And I, I by the way, I think people watching or listening right now, uh, everybody has some level of trauma in their life for something, right? Uh, Absolutely. The, I, I think we all have something that fears or phobias, and those phobias come from something that happened to us when we were at a certain point of our life, and we never face those phobias, and therefore they stay with you, and, and they could be at different levels of extreme, but either one of them can be a problem. In your case, you were dealing with them the best you could, but so you just kind of put all these these forms and systems in place to actually kind of prevent it, you know, by by, by default. I mean, that was your reaction uh, system. That was yeah. your treatment to yourself, <laughs> you know. And a lot of people would actually go through that because there's the other part. I mean, I'm not sure how, you know, I mean, uh, the timing is also different. I mean, talking to, for example, a psychiatrist or a therapist wasn't always, and it's still not, you know, the easiest way and i can give you a good story i mean we have an actual live show where the world renowned psychiatrist and we we ask people to come on the show we barely get someone on it it sounds like people are afraid to actually ask questions yet there's so many people that are going through trauma and things that it'll be easy to actually ask questions to get some of that but it is it is still uh frowned upon to actually ask someone for help or especially when it has to do with you know emotional or physical you know trauma and it's People are just not able to face that. You know, it's crazy to me that you can have cancer. And what do you do? Do you stick your head in the sand? No, you go and you get help. You have a whole team of doctors. So if you have a brain injury such as trauma, PTSD, that's what it is. It's a brain injury, believe it or not. Why wouldn't you go and get a team of doctors to help you heal this brain injury. I, I don't understand why folks, and, and part of it is the Western medical system that we have in place here. They have dissected every part of our bodies, you know, and we have all these physical things. And then we've got all the brain stuff and the two shall never meet. Well, guess what? I, I got to, you know, this is a lightning rod kind of a situation. Guess what? We are one being. All of the parts are in one place. You got to deal with the whole bag. You can't just dissect it out. Well, it's real. I mean, you're right. I mean, you, you, the mind and the body are one one and the same. One affects the other. Your body's weak. Your brain is not functioning. Your va- brain is weak. Your body's not going to function. Your mind is not there. You're not going to be correct. And therefore, you're going to do things that are going to affect your body. Whether uh, easy one... You have trauma and stuff. People binge eat, do stuff. They gain weight. They take. They lose. You know, uh, hope in life and things happen badly. And you're right. It's one. But you, you said it best. The idea is that you know the brain is important and you need to treat it. And if you have a trauma and you have it's hurting, you need to find someone to help you guide through it. You can't do it alone because we're not expert in this. I mean, there are people that are that know how to do it. 
Now, luckily, you took the route of learning how to be one to help, <laughs> which, by the <laughs> way, I, I have to say, I, I always say this in, in many uh, you know, of the shows because I admire people who have gone through a tough time, whatever that is, and they took the route where they don't want other people to suffer, and therefore they make it their own journey and mission to give back and help others not to get to the point. I mean, you're here on the show to do exactly that, but you're doing the work out there to help people uh, avoid or at least pre prevent if possible, you know, if potentially possible, but that, you know, that's one way, but if not, at least helping them navigate and get better in the long, uh, short or long term. I'm not sure. So we'll talk about that. So thank you for doing that. So, so, so when did you get to really uh, make the call? I want to, be the one to help people? Um, well, it wasn't at first. That's for gosh darn sure. Um, I didn't even know I was on this journey when I started this journey. Um, the first thing I did was I became a Reiki master. And um, the reason I did that was because it was the, we were gearing up for my, my husband's second deployment. And uh, we finally, we knew we were about a month out and I said, all right, we got to tell our boys now, you know, we've, we've known all year, but the army, they can change things. You know, we didn't want to tell them right away. So we are a month out from you leaving. We know it's a, a sure thing now. We need to tell our boys. And so we sat them down and we told them. And three days later, our oldest son started with uncontrollable diarrhea. Could not control his bowels. We took him to the brigade surgeon. We had all kinds of tests run. Um, I mean, we were doing everything possible. And the brigade surgeon came back and said, there is not anything wrong with him. And in fact, I can't even prescribe anything. He has a nervous stomach. He's upset about you leaving. And with that, you know, at that point, my husband's walking out the door to go and I'm left with this poor kid who can't control his bowels. Um, I also was dealing with migraines. Um, my younger, both boys actually um, were having a tough time with sleeping. And I, I started doing some research online and Reiki kept coming up. The word Reiki kept coming up. And I finally said, okay, I think somebody's trying to tell me something. I should look into this. I went and I found a Reiki master in Kansas City, which is about two hours from where we live. And of course, before anybody's going to touch my kid, they're going to do it to me first because like, I don't know what this is, you know? And I I'm went and I had, you know, just, you know, just a little, right? Yeah. And uh, I went and I had a treatment done and I was blown away. And I was like, oh my gosh, yes, my child needs this. And so the Reiki master actually, she said, well, why don't you do this for him? Why don't you become a practitioner? You can learn this. I was like, well, my gosh, sign me up. And two weeks later, I was in my first, first and second level of uh, Reiki. A year later, I became a master, and I've been a Reiki master for over 10 years. I used it extensively for both the boys while my husband was deployed and even when my husband came back. Um, 
again, I never really had any thought that I was doing this for the greater good. I was just trying to get my kid through the day without soiling his pants, you know, um, which it did work, which was amazing and beautiful. Um, so then I guess about two year, two or three years later, um, one of the things that I loved was yoga and I found it very grounding for me. And if I was going to do Reiki on a more um, grander scale and actually open up, you know, a, a clinic so people could come in and whatever, I needed yoga in my life. I needed that to help ground me. And I really, I hated being on anybody else's schedule. Um, <laughs> I, I hear you. <laughs> you know, so I was like, well, why don't I learn? Like, I'll take the first level of yoga and I'll learn how to keep myself safe on a mat and I'll just do it myself. Well, I realized in that class that for me, yoga was a gift and that I wasn't teaching yoga. I was just sharing this amazing gift. And within a month after me finishing that class, I had two job offers. And I said, well, I think the universe is trying to tell me something. So I started working as a yoga instructor. And I started taking, you know, a couple more teacher trainings here and there. And I kind of got the bug and I really enjoyed the people who I was with in these classes. And, and I just was having a really lovely time. And so I went to like um, a conference where you get to take several classes at a, a, you know, in a week. And one of the classes they were offering was for PTSD. And I was like, you know, I live in the belly of the beast here. I mean, we live in a huge um, retirement community of, of military, active duty military, right by Fort Riley. Um, you know, I could, I could bring this back and be of service to all of my community. I should do this. And then I got into the class and I was about halfway through the first day and I said, oh, crap. The first person I got to work on is right here. It was then that I realized how PTSD had really, as I said, crawled into the nooks and crannies of my life and was holding me back. Things that I just thought that I did because I was quirky. It wasn't because I was quirky. It was because I had PTSD, for God's sakes. And that is what really blew the lid off of all of this. When I started really looking at it and how I was living my life, I said, oh my goodness, this is really controlling me more than I've got control over it. And um, I didn't like that. And so it started this journey of self-discovery, self-healing, um, it was really wonderful. And then at some point I said, you know, all of these people around me can utilize this and I need to share this. And so I started working for the uh, WTB, which is the, the Wounded Soldier Battalion here at Fort Riley. And um, I would work with um, not only the soldiers, and these soldiers had, you name it, um, physical ailments or ailments that you couldn't see. 
Um, I had amputees. I had guys literally connected to IV poles. Um, I had amputees. I had folks in wheelchairs, crutches, you name it. And then I had the folks who had the unseen bruises. And I worked with them for over three and a half years. And it was one of the most amazing experiences. I also got the opportunity to actually start my own um, practice uh, here in Manhattan, Kansas. I had um, a yoga studio um, and I was working with private clients at that point as well. And I just decided that, you know, as much as I enjoyed working with the soldiers and they were great, I loved the soldiers. They were so much fun. Getting to work with specifically women who were like me. That's really what filled my well. Watching a woman being able to make a shift on a mat. Priceless. And so that's really where I went ahead and really geared my entire practice to was women who were like me. Yeah, there's quite a bit of story how it all started. <laughs> you know, I mean, not what I thought, but 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 you know what? There's always a reason for things to happen, and uh, I mean, you're right. I mean, you as a as a mother, you felt that you needed to help your children. You were looking and seeking what could be, and then you wound up the one that's doing the healing. And then, then eventually, you get basically yourself into this world of, of greatness of of, of healing thing, and uh, and you did that. So, just just uh, one thing for our audiences, if you don't mind. I know we talk about Reiki, like you know, everybody knows about it. Can you just, share? <laughs> you know, I mean, we, you and I may know about it, but but for our audiences, there might be people like maybe this is the first time they hear about it, or at least they don't understand how it works. And you know, you being a master, and then how does that you know journey look like, and what do you do as a Reiki master? And then I do want also to talk about because everybody thinks yoga is just you know those 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 positions that you see in, <laughs> in the studio, you know. I mean, that's about it, right? But this is yoga therapy. And if you can, you know, just uh, elaborate on the difference between standard yoga and what you do as a yoga therapy, you know, concept. Sure. Okay. So Reiki. Reiki is, Reiki is so yummy. Oh, it is. <laughs> that's a commercial a, right there. <laughs> <laughs> Reiki is a Japanese healing touch therapy. Um, now, you don't necessarily have to touch someone. Um, I like to, I feel like my, um, my gift is better when I'm actually able to touch someone. Um, and what it does is it, it really helps the person relax and drop down into a place, um, pretty much in, into the theta waves where self healing occurs. You know, we all have the capacity to heal ourselves, each and every one of us. And it allows your body to relax enough to drop down into that place so you can do some self-healing. Now, sometimes that includes taking a nap on the table. That's totally cool. Um, it's kind of like being on a chiropractic table, except you don't get adjusted. You might feel tremendous warmth. You might feel very cold. It is whatever your body needs. And what's even stranger is that you might feel a tremendous warmth 
and yet my hands might be ice cold or vice versa. Um, and so there's no rhyme or reason to it. It is absolutely lovely. It is incredibly relaxing. And if you've never had a treatment done, run, don't even walk, run and go get one done because it is just so amazing. I, I, I did get an offer to have an actual session and I, I still haven't done it yet. <laughs> so now, now you really give me a little bit of a motivation to actually, you know, take my offer. <laughs> oh, you must. It is just so delightful, really. And like I said, you know, some people fall asleep on the table and that's totally cool. Um, again, gonna be me. <laughs> you know, sleeping is a form of healing and that's okay. Um, all kinds of things happen on the table. I've had people scream. I've had people talk like a chicken. I've had people cackle because they're laughing so hard. I've had people who talk the whole time. I have people who don't talk the whole time. Um, what's really interesting is that if you are on the table and you feel the sensation to either belch or pass gas, that is an excellent thing. That means that your body is becoming aligned and it's working the way it should. And so I tell people, listen, if you have to pass gas, I'm a mom. I have heard it, smelled it, seen it all before. Like you will not offend me, you know, um, let it go because that is your body actually getting into alignment. And that is a good thing. I have people who sneeze uncontrollably on my table can't figure out why but that's what their body needed to do it is delightful it is lovely and if you are dealing with something trauma ptsd related and you don't feel like you're quite ready to go talk to someone this is a great place to start you do not take off your clothes you were told you have all your clothes on except for metal you know, your practitioner will probably ask you to take off your shoes, belt, watch, anything like that. But otherwise, you remain totally with your clothes on. You can get a blanket. You can get a pillow. I mean, it is wonderful, but it's a great place to start on your healing journey if you don't feel like you're quite ready to go talk to somebody. Like a relaxation session. I mean, really just, you know, just like a Zen moment there. It is. It, it really is like a, a very incredible Zen moment. Um, and I highly, highly recommend it. Uh, listen, I mean, you're an expert. Yeah, this is this is what drives you. So I'm, I'm sure you, you see that I can see the excitement just from you talking about it because you, you know what it is. I mean, for someone who has not experienced it, probably, I mean, uh, for me, very good example. I love cruising. I talk about cruising like it's like the only way to can vacation, right? And when you know something or like martial arts, that's my life, you know, so I talk about it like, you know, in, in, in real, you know, excitement. And that's really what I, I'm getting from you here because the energy that's coming out, like this is like the best thing that can happen. So, you know, I will definitely have to to try this because I, I can use that, by the way. <laughs> I think we all can use a level where we can get to that alignment, you know, with ourselves. And, you know, I mean, uh, whether it's meditation, yoga, things, I mean, I think all this stuff aligns. And these are ancient things i mean you you talk about this is japanese this is not something that's recent this is you know uh uh 
over a hundred years. Alternative stuff, you know, that is that's been in play, uh, and people have been using these techni- these techniques and 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 these methodologies to actually get better and heal better. So that's the Reiki. And then 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 what's the difference between the yoga concept, which is standard, just you know, stretch in positions versus yoga therapy, and how does that, uh, I guess, uh, make a difference in somebody's PTSD, you know, case? Okay. Well. So yoga is made up of eight different parts. The positions, that's only one of them. That's all we know. (laughs) Okay. So, but if you look at the world of yoga as a big pie and you split it down the middle, one side of it is fitness-based yoga. And so you have, you know, Ashtanga and Bikram and co-ed naked hot yoga and all kinds of aerial yoga and all kinds of wonderful fun stuff, right? And that's really based on moving your body. Are you going to have a Zen moment? Sure, absolutely. You're going to have some Zen moments in there. But it's more about moving the body and um, really having fun in, in that area. Now, when you look at yoga therapy, generally, as a yoga therapist, we kind of pick a, a group of people we want to work with. And so there is, you know, yoga therapy for cardiac rehab, for cancer, for MS, um, CP, CF, you na- seniors, you name it, arthritis. And we are really, we work um, with that group of people to help them reach goals. I happen to work with people who have PTSD, trauma-related issues, and TBIs, traumatic brain injuries. And so, because PTSD is a brain injury, you know, people don't realize that, but that's really what it is. So what we're able to do is really connect people back with their body. When trauma occurs and PTSD sets in, the brain and the rest of the body are not on the same page. They stop talking to one another. With the yoga therapy, we are able to get the brain and the body to start talking again and to get realigned. The more and more you do it, the more and more uh, it becomes aligned. And the more often, the longer it stays aligned. It's kind of like chiropractic care. You know, you got to keep going to keep it in place. And then the more and more it stays in place, you know, you can space out your appointments then. That's what this is like. The more and more we can get your brain and your body on the same page, the longer it'll stay together. And then, you know, you start working again, like a a whole human being, not just parts. Well, that's the ideal, right? So that's what we want. Yes. And so that's kind of, that's the difference between yoga and yoga therapy. Well, thank you. So, so I mean, essentially, I think, I think between Reiki and and yoga, if you do all this stuff, I think we all can be better. <laughs> we can get fixed in a lot of ways. I think uh, we all are going through life, and you know, you and I, we had the brief discussion before about like how we do, and we always busy, but but busy is good, and you know, if you're doing the right stuff, what you love is always good. But there's always things that happen 
to us in a day-to-day basis at a certain point or another, it does get an impact on us. And, and we're not talking about the extreme case of PTSD or, you know, all the other, you know, severe cases, but even at the lower level, I think we can still use some level of it and just to relax and, and get, you know, uh, aligned properly. So, so this is something that I think uh, recommended to, to everyone that's watching and listening that if you have access to it and you can have access to it to potentially do it. Now, if you've experienced anything close to PTSD, this is definitely something that would be a, a good way or in line of where you need to be going. Um, unless you really extremely need more advanced help. And I guess at that point would be like psychiatry, psychology type of level, but that's another, you know, discussion. I mean, again, by the way, and that's, that's my question to you. Do you even need that if you actually go through a full, you know, spectrum of treatment, you know, and, and sessions in, in the Reiki and uh, yoga therapy? Yes. And because PTSD is so, um, there are over 75 different symptoms that make up PTSD. Now that doesn't mean everybody has all 75, you know, it's kind of like a Chinese menu, you know, two from column A, three from column B, you know, (laughs) and, (laughs) but it takes somebody really well-equipped to look at you as a whole person and say, okay, you're having night terrors and you have IBS and you've got a skin irritation and you've got this and you're doing that. This is all because of this one thing. And it really takes somebody very sharp to look at you as the whole person because it's physical symptoms. There's um, emotional behavioral symptoms that show up. There's all kinds of things that show up within this, you know, 75 plus range. So diagnosing PTSD is not easy by any stretch of the imagination. And then you need different techniques to counter different types of symptoms. Um, So yes, is talking good? Absolutely. Medication, you might need some medication. Might not be forever. It could be short term, but meds are not a bad thing. And then working your body, moving your body in certain ways, whether it's just Reiki or just Reiki, whether it's Reiki, maybe it's having a massage, maybe it's chiropractic care, maybe it's martial arts, maybe it's not even yoga therapy, maybe it's martial arts. You know, for me, um, as much as I love martial arts, it made me very aggressive. All four foot, eight and a half of me. And um, I was friends actually with um, a gal who was a four-time world champion Tang Sudo. And she was, she was amazing. And I, I picked a fight with her one night. We, uh, I, was, I was in martial arts for three months and then told never to come back. So one <laughs> night we were in the dojang and I picked a fight with her. And she said to me, and she's a dear friend of mine. You have to understand, I've known her 30 plus years. She's a dear friend of mine. And this was back in the day. And she said, I will kick your ass if you do that again. And I did it again. (laughs) And she kicked my ass. To me, martial arts was too aggressive. Uh, I couldn't handle it. I, I needed the yoga to actually help relax me. Um, there are some people who need the martial arts who would, 
it works great for them. And they are able to do the same thing as we're able to do with the yoga. Some people like to run. You know, it doesn't have to necessarily be yoga therapy. It's about finding what meets that need. Now, is there a physical aspect to it? Yes, we do something. Um, we work with certain muscle groups that help to release the trauma. Trauma is stored in certain muscle groups in the body. You're going to release that in martial arts. You're going to release that if you're running. Um, kickboxing, you're going to release that. Um, if you are cross-stitching, you're probably not going to release from that muscle groups. So no, cross-stitching is off. No knitting, you know, nothing like that. Um, however, if you're moving your body like that, yes, you will physically release the trauma from the body as well as getting the mind and the body back online together. So it's very important. It, you know, I find yoga to be the answer for me. I find yoga to be the answer for a lot of my clients, but it's not the answer for everyone. And so you really have to go out there and find what meets that need. And that's, that's creating your treatment team. Again, if you have cancer, you're going to have a team of doctors working with you. In this situation, you have to create your own team, treatment team to help you. And that's going to be somebody to talk to, somebody to prescribe to you, somebody to help you move your body, um, maybe somebody to, you know, do massage or, or whatever it is. But you need to create your own treatment team. Oh, <laughs> well, well, listen, I mean, it, it's so clear that we need a level of this. And to your point, I mean, there's there's a lot of things. It's not one thing that is. Uh, as per definition of PTSD, I think we, you got to know what, what drives people and what actually is, is the triggers for these things. And uh, not everybody's going to have the same thing, but ultimately you mentioned over 70, you know, <laughs> types of things that are wrong. And therefore I think each one of us may have one or two of these, if not more. <laughs> and so, so that, that, that means we all need some assistance and you're right. I mean, like for me, martial arts was, was, uh, you know, an actual anti-bullying for me when I was a kid. And it helped me, you know, deal with that and build the confidence and the discipline. And and you get to a point where you're not aggressive, you're not going to fight because you understand the the stuff. And by the way, we have a joke in martial arts, you know, the worst, the worst, you know, opponents you have are the white belts or the newbies because they're just aggressive. <laughs> because you know what it is? They, they, they just take it like, I, I, I want to prove you that, that you can't, I can handle you. But the thing is that technique always goes over, you know, all that. And, uh, you know, you only learn that in time when you get like, you know, really whooped a little bit, a couple of times. But, okay, I give my lesson. I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm, I, I want to listen this time. <laughs> but but it, it's funny that, that you said that, but it really is. But you're right. It's not for everyone. And uh, But I think the concept of what you said about the relaxation, the yoga, different movements, the whole night, you know, the, of the therapy practice, those are all things. And you're right. Someone may need all of them or more of these things and whatever a combination, but whatever works for you. I think at the end of the day, the idea is that we want people to be better, uh, feel better, live better. And that's all. And and to your point, the same way you will treat your body, you want to treat your mind. And, and that's the thing. You need to get as many tools and resources to get you where you need to be. So, so but what would be a typical time frame to actually, um, for someone to start seeing results? You know, let's say if they just start working with you. I love this question. 
You know, your trauma is as individual as your thumbprint. And so is your healing journey. I've had people who were with me for three months and they're like, you know what? I'm doing a lot better. I've had people who've been with me for three years and they're still with me. I can't say how long it'll take. Generally, everyone sees a huge difference after the first session because they're like, oh my goodness. It is certainly not what they expect. You know, everyone thinks that a yoga um, session is very zen and quiet. And, you know, <laughs> that is so not my class. And it's actually designed this way scientifically, believe it or not. Um, it is like the Anissa stand-up hour. I'm talking the whole time. And usually it's about food. So we're all like really hungry by the end of the class. Um, <laughs> it's interactive. The lights are always on. And of course, this is all done by design. I'm not a talk therapist per se. And so I need to keep you present. Because, you know, when, when you get quiet and in the stillness, that's where the scary shit lives. I don't want you to go there. So I'm going to keep you present, but I'm going to have you in your body. You're going to get a whole full body workout and not even realize it. We're going to be talking the whole time. The lights are on. You're not going to be surprised if I generally never leave my mat. Why? Because people don't like it when you walk behind them. I generally don't touch my clients. My clients don't want me to touch them. They don't want anybody to touch them. You know? So again, there are things, there are safety protocols put into place in my classes this is unlike anything you've ever experienced. And with that, you know, they are getting a full body workout. And so you are going to be like, oh, wow, I feel different. And that's great. So they're going to experience that. Um, most people come back because they had a really good time. Whether they laughed or they, they moved their body, everything was good, you know. And so generally they come back. For however long they need to, it that's totally cool. But that's on them. They need to decide how long, you know, they want to stay with it. So, so essentially, everybody gets to, you know, participate for as long as they need. And eventually, they start seeing the results themselves as they, they participate more longer time. So, I mean, it could be, uh, but, but the way it sounds, if I get started with this, I mean, uh, why would you go back? If it's good, you're going to continue with it, right? I mean, that's how it is. Basically, you get addicted to, to something that is nice and it's a community. Uh, it is definitely uh, getting your mind out of the dark places and not being alone in your mind. Uh, so it gets you distracted. And so therefore you'll find a way to, to address things. And I'm sure there's more to this that makes it easier for people to just, you know, eventually feel, feel better than, you know, that they were. And, and slowly but surely, as you said, you know, you make progress, slow progress. And then uh, before you know it, things are different because your behavior is different. I mean, it, it sounds just, you know, amazing, like how it is um, simple yet, yet very effective. Uh, yes. And that's where, you know, people, they look at me, they're like, you know, this was easy. Yeah, it doesn't have to be hard. Now, in the, you know, 
on the back end, I've done a lot of the science stuff. I know what I'm doing to in order for to make you do what you need to do. You know, um, yeah, it it looks really simple and it's simple for you to do. Um, however, there's a lot that goes into it. And um, but yeah, it's it's really up to you as to what your healing journey needs. All right, so so Anisha, you you are um do, do, this work needs to be physical, right? You, people have to be with you, or do you do any virtual work? Actually, I do everything virtual now. Oh, okay. Um, I live in Manhattan, Kansas, where the livestock outnumber the people, and the cows. The, they are not really into the yoga, although the bison like it. Believe it or not, but the cows, not so much. I can get the picture right now. Just, just looking out the window. <laughs> I'm trying to imagine exactly what it looks like outside right now. <laughs> well, right now uh, it's dark. However, right, yeah. and flat. Oh, okay, right, yeah. yeah. How do you deal? How do you deal with the tornadoes? I mean, that's like tornado alley, isn't it? It is tornado alley. Um, uh, and I'm from New York, and so like my first tornado, I was standing outside watching it, and a friend of mine called and said, "What are you doing?" I'm like, I'm watching it. <laughs> They're like, get inside. Yeah. <laughs> you you got to hide down the cellar. That's it. I mean, yeah, it, it is. It is. I mean, uh, it's 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 amazing how, how you know, it is down there. But, uh, I mean, I've been to Arkansas close enough. And, oh, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, oops. <laughs> okay. All right. I've been to Texas and Arkansas. So, I, you know, I mean, I was close enough, but not close, I guess. <laughs> borderline <laughs> it's all the same once you get past the mississippi i'm totally convinced however <laughs> um so yes to answer your question i am totally online i really wanted to be able to reach more people and like i said uh there's more livestock here than there are people i mean this is awesome because you can really help people pretty much everywhere anyone that can you know connect with you online can get a session can get it, you know the 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 formulas, and I'm sure you show them how it's done. Uh, I don't know if there are videos that you share with them, or you know any protocols that they have to follow. But but ultimately they register for a course, for, not a course, but for a program, and then basically work with you for a period of time to get better. And uh, that's about it. So so is there an assessment that it's done in the first place? Like you know, if I I come to you, yes. you we got to go over like some basic questions. Yes. Yes. Like, yeah, I ask a lot of questions. <laughs> you know. Um, a regular yoga studio probably would have you sign a waiver of some sort and things like that. This is a little different. There is a questionnaire, a health questionnaire, um, and we do a, an assessment and we, you know, I need to know certain things. Um, and that way I can really help to address your needs specifically. And so, um, yeah, there's a little bit more that goes into it. Not much, but some. It, it is what it is. So I have a question for you. Is that that board behind you? I love that message there. Don't trade your authenticity for approval. I love it. I, I couldn't help it. I mean, I've been reading it all this time. <laughs> That's pretty powerful stuff. I mean, you know, uh, it's it's good advice for people. So hey, if you're watching right now, uh, yeah, this is good advice. So thank you for sharing that. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate that. Well, listen, I mean, I, I know we've just passed out hour here, but, but you know, this has been real and, you know, it, it was a, a powerful discussion talking about PTSD, about, you know, rape and, you know, all, you know, all these things that, that, that can happen 
and we just have to be vigilant out there. We have to be aware and uh, we need to seek help and there are different ways to get help. And uh, this is definitely a way to do this. And you've been doing this for a period of time there that therefore you can, and you've helped a lot of people. So folks, you know, we have a resource with us. And again, our network is not only to bring information, but also resources to you. So, and he says here, and she can help anywhere, anywhere. Uh, so it doesn't matter what country, what what border. If you speak English, I think you can do it. <laughs> That's all there is. Yes, and I actually speak a couple of different languages. So yeah, oh, I mean, there, there you, you go. go. <laughs> there you go. So I try to simplify, but you go beyond me. So that that's okay, it. But, I'm sorry. But I, no, but that's great. That's great. I mean, that, that shows that. I mean, you gotta love to technology today. I mean, we we we're basically connected anywhere now. You don't even have to move from a place to actually get the services that you need and the help you need. And that's the other thing. So there are no excuses, folks. If you're you know you're suffering or you you have a concern about your health or your mental health specifically and uh, you you feel like you need a resource there's plenty out there i mean i'm telling you it, it's there's like we we just can't say i don't know what to do or where to go there's plenty of places and you know again we're sharing information right now and resource right here uh so so Anissa, one thing I always leave, you know, our folks with is advice from you. So what would be some of the advice, uh, you know, to give our audiences right now before we uh, close the show? Giving up is not an option. You are needed here. You have special gifts that we all need. And so giving up is not an option. You have it, folks. It, there's no reason to. I mean, really, there. Like again, there's no excuse. <laughs> you know, don't give up. You know, just just there is help, and you will do better. And uh, you have a legacy. You have a mission in this world, and you have to fulfill it. And therefore, you can't just give up on yourself and uh, on life, because life could be beautiful, and it is beautiful. And uh, it, it's gotta be bumps, and you know, all these these dark sides and dark roads. But but at the end of the day, is that light and, and you got to enjoy what it is and uh it's worth it that i mean i i believe in that personally and uh i uh i actually enjoy these talks because it keeps me pumped myself and uh keeps the positivity all the time and that's the other thing i mean i think what you do does promote positivity and energy and therefore if you have those things and you just you you see the world different and i think when you do then you you're free. I mean, to roam any way you want and, and live a happier happier life. And here it doesn't mean money because if you you really can understand everything and the way life goes and your body is good, your mind is good, everything else is you know secondary. I think if I, even finances can be secondary because you will know how to handle yourself with or without. So uh, and he said this this has been real. I, I had so much fun. Thank you so much for being with us today. Well, thanks for having me on. I know it was a hot minute for us to get this scheduled. So I totally <laughs> appreciate it. This was worth the wait. Uh, listen, we had fun. So one more question. Um, uh, the site, your site, uh, where people can connect with you. Oh, you asked the hard question. I know, because I know you have an app, but, you know, is I that do. exactly? I do. Yeah. Um, I'm actually in the process. My my website is under construction. Don't you hate when that happens? God bless oh. technology. So, um you know, traumahealingyoga.com, that's a great place for people to reach out to me. And if they're not able to reach me there, then um, phoenixwomanhealing.com. 
right? Either one. So we'll, we'll we'll make sure that we have that noted on the description of the show. And now let's talk about your app quickly. So there is an app that you have where people can actually, I guess, connect and, and get the services. There is. That, is. Is that active? It actually, right now, it is part and parcel with that new website. So no, it is not available okay. right now, but it will be probably by the end of the year. All right. It's only a couple of weeks. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> that's exciting. Well, I'm sure it's it's going to be more and improved, and and so that's that's always a good thing. Yes. But but yeah, so so we will make sure that we have the sites on the description so people can connect with you, and then Beautiful. I mean that's all there is. Um, so Anissa, thank you so much for for being with us, and thank um, you. you're welcome. And folks, I hope you enjoyed today, and you know we've we've covered a lot of grounds, and now you're closer to Reiki and, and yoga therapy than you ever thought. And I think this is something that we all can experience and we should maybe even entertain. Uh, so that being said, I'm Hurricane H. Uh, we'll be talking soon. New day and show, new topic. Bye for now.